Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PursuitsGrowRoom.com. In this week's interview, we speak to Caroline Gisborne, and Caroline has a son who has intractable epilepsy. Uh, she's tried many different kinds of medication and even brain operations to try and reduce the amount of seizures he has, and nothing has worked other than cannabis. So she's been giving her son cannabis for a while, and unfortunately, the police and social services have got involved, and she risks losing him and having him taken off her and put into care where she won't be allowed to see him because they think he is at risk. So we get to listen to Caroline's story in this episode and she tells us all about it. Uh, obviously, we think this is massively unjust and Caroline is doing the right thing by giving the medicine that works to her child. But the authorities seem to think not. But anyway, take a listen to this interview. It's hard to listen to in places, so make sure you got yourself something rolled and you're ready to listen to this episode. And if you can help Caroline's cause and help buy medicine for Mitch, the GoFundMe link is in the description of this podcast. So please head there and donate if you can. That would be massively appreciated. But for now, here is the interview with Caroline. I hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you at the end of the interview. See you in a bit. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, Caroline? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Sweet, sweet. Thanks for joining us uh, to begin with. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, no, of course, man. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, have you uh, sent Billy out of the room? Yeah, just. Cool, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're normally sitting in the background. These wankers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just rants too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not too much. It's, it's valid. It's valid. <laughs> you know, you can understand why he's so pissed off. Yeah, warranted in this situation. He'd let mm-hmm. him rant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we'll quickly introduce ourselves so you know who you're talking to. I mean, you already know who I am. I'm Mackie. Well, we've met each other in, in that shop. Yeah. Like that <laughs> shop. And then we have a monkey as well. You want to say hi, monkey? Hey, Carolyn. Monkey here in Southeast US. Hi, yeah. How's it and, going? And then we have Bubblehawk. Hey, Caroline. Bubblehawk here from Australia. Hi, yeah. Hope you're doing okay. Yeah, good. Thanks. So we've seen your story. It was, well, uh, it's been on a few newspapers and websites over the last couple of weeks. Eh? Uh, it's been on Medcan. I think that's where I've seen the main yeah, story. Yeah, it's been a, on a few, yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do we even start with this? Um, well, do you want me to start when Mitch first got um, yeah, epilepsy? Yeah, yeah, let's start right at the beginning, really. I mean, how old is he now? He's 15, right? He's Yeah, he'll be 15 in October. Right. Um when he was five months old, he caught herpes simplex encephalitis virus, which is caught through the common cold sore. Mm-hmm. Um, he caught that. He, we, I was living in Coventry at the time, and we went straight to um, Coventry Hospital. They weren't sure what it was. Um, we were told it was either going to be a brain tumour, baby Alzheimer's, or the herpes simplex. Wow. Um, after about two days of being in there we got told it was herpes simplex um he was in hospital for about seven weeks in um high dependency unit and then three weeks after that um 
on just a normal ward. He was continuing to have seizures um, for those nine weeks. Um, then they put him on phenobarbital. Mm. Um, and for about 18 months then, he was completely seizure-free. Right. Um, still not really progressing like a normal child would. Um, but his seizures had stopped. In that time, I actually moved to Cornwall. Uh, and the, um, the new doctor said, right, we'll take him off the phenobarbital because he's not having any seizures. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So we took him off that. His seizures completely started again, um, having between 10 and 30 a day and night. Damn. How old is he at this point? Uh, 18 months, too. Damn, so he's still really young. Yeah. Through different, he's been on about eight anti-epileptic medications, um, still having seizures through them. 2014, we went to Great Ormond Street and he had a corpus colostomy operation. Okay, which, what's one of those? It's um, eight-hour brain operation. They separate, separate the left and right side of the brain. What? To stop the activity, to try and stop the seizures. Whoa. He was four, five at that stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eight hours. They couldn't complete it because there was too much blood, apparently. Um, so went away, went home. He was seizure-free for about two months. Then all of a sudden, tonic-clonic seizure started and the seizures came back. Oh. So still on medication. Um, then they wanted to complete the operation. So 2016, they completed it under the eight hour operation. Um, the operation was a success to them. He was seizure free for two weeks. Then his seizures completely started again. Um, which then brings us to 2018. Um, Mitchell's behaviour and his seizures were just out of control. Um, he was having, like I said, 30, maybe more seizures a day, tonic, clonic, focal. They, it was just constant seizures, eat, sleep, seizure, eat, sleep, all throughout the day. Um, school, his behaviour was just out of control. Um, not towards anybody else, but mainly towards me. Right. For some reason. Um, so he was actually put on Respiridol, which is an antipsychotic medication to try and calm him down, which made him completely worse, um, sent him completely the other way. In complete desperation, at, at this time, I was told not to use CBD by every health professional because they didn't know the interaction with CBD and um, Risperidol, let alone his anti-epileptic medications. But where did you hear about uh, the CBD? Who told you about that? Um, just through news and doing research myself, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so I actually had to turn around and tell, uh, Mitch has a social worker, 
because of his disabilities. We have mm -hmm. a disability social worker. Um, I actually told her that I'd doubled his Risperidol so I'd get put on child protection. So we try and get some help. This is how desperate I was at the time. Damn. Um, at the first child protection meeting, I was told by the police um, to the his consultants, epilepsy consultants, social workers, um, CAMS doctor, um, another CAMS practitioner, do not touch CBD. I went out of that meeting and went to the health food shop in Weybridge, where I live, mm -hmm. and bought a bottle of CBD. Within 48 hours, he was seizure-free completely. Wow, man. I didn't tell anybody at all what I'd done. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to see whether anybody could notice a difference. Three months carried on, and he was still seizure-free. So... Then that, that's the longest he's been seizure free, like pretty much since but, he's been 18 months old, right? Yes, completely. His behavior completely changed, his learning, he was learning so much more. He was, um, even though he was in the ARB unit, which is for specialized unit for children with disabilities, he was attending mainstream for PE and art classes, things cool. like that. Cool doing really really well um so that brought us off that even though they didn't like the fact i'd given him cbd they all saw the improvements so nobody really could say anything at then at that time which uh then brings us to uh this year mitchell's behavior since we had lockdown um, Mitchell's behaviour has just got worse. His seizures started um, up again. Somebody in the, um, actually, sorry, um, 2020, yes, 2020, somebody in the uh, community reached out and offered me a bottle of THC. All right. Which I'd done a lot of research on and I thought, yeah, I can, something that I really think Mitchell needs um at the time i knew i couldn't get a private prescription because they're just there's nobody out there that that can write a prescription for pediatrics um i think the two doctors the private doctors they just they're not taking on any new patients um so i took the bottle of thc very grateful for it tried it with mitch and his seizures stopped again and um was seizure free for a, a good two three four months wow man it's just unbelievable um mm -hmm. he's learning again talking a lot more uh but then lockdown happened which mitch being autistic as well doesn't understand why one day he can go to school the next day he can't right so he didn't cope with that at all and then why he hasn't been at school for months yeah. yes yeah totally mm -hmm. Um, which then when they tried to get him back to school, it didn't really work, um, which he had to start another new school. So that's two schools in two years and a lockdown. And for somebody that's autistic, that's just not going to work at all. Um, so we, um, 
Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Take your time. There's no rush. It's just this is all shocking to hear. You know, it's it's such a fucking devastating story, and it's devastating to hear to to be you know the mother in this situation and have to live through this. It must be so difficult on you every day. It's just it's just surreal. What's mm. what's actually happening at the moment? Um. So yes, uh, Mitchell was then seizure free. Um, but not attending school. School were having to come into the home three times a week. Right, and that's um, not the same as going to school and no. interacting with other kids, is it? No, not at all. And because I needed more help with Mitch and to get him out of the house, and I've been asking everybody, all the professionals for help for well over 12 months, mm -hmm. um, because Mitch will now not leave the house. Um, I, at a meeting about two months ago, they wanted, they were trying to force him into res full-time residential care, um. that, which they think is going to be the best solution for Mitch. Instead of putting more resources into it, they just think it's going to be easier to whip him out of work. The only place that he knows that's safe and put him into full-time care, um, residential care. I then turned around and said, you can't do that because he's on THC. He has been for the last two years and it's illegal. <laughs> I Who said that? I did too. You them. said that to them, right? Yeah. Okay. And said, what I'm giving him, they know I haven't got a private prescription. So there's nothing you can do. Um, told them how much um, I've been trying to get a private prescription and how desperate I was to do this. They could all see Mitchell was more or less seizure free, um, going to probably now having three or four a month. Compared to 30 a day. That's yeah, it's, it's still good anyway. It's, it's <laughs> to me, still... that's seizure free, even mm, though he's, mm -hmm. he's not. To me, it more or less is. Yeah. Um, so, so they then turned around and said, well, you've declared this. We need to have an emergency child protection meeting. What the fuck? And these, is that like just normal procedure or is this the people you were speaking to, the doctors or the nurses? Is, is this what they, when you told them that he was on THC, did they look at you like, oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, they don't understand what CBD or THC is. They haven't got a clue. And I've tried to educate them so much, but it's just, you're hitting your head against a brick wall mm -hmm. all the time. They just will mm -hmm. not listen. They just think THC is bad. It's going to give you psychosis. You're going to be psychotic. And that's it. It's just, they're just crazy. They, I mean, they never tried it. They're just telling you that this is what's going to happen. They have no clue. No, let's try just cutting his brain in half instead first. Yeah. 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 Are, are you fucking serious? What? Yeah. Oh my God. Can we try something non-invasive first, please? Thank you. Yeah. Um, before all this, they still, and even now, um, his two consultants, one's at Bristol, one's at Truro in Cornwall, um, wanting to have a VNS, you know, the implant in the chest to try and stop the, you put the, uh, as a magnet. So with the seizure coming, they then put the magnet over it, which meant to stop the seizure. That just so doesn't want, sound right, does it? It's... No, so they want, I mean, that's, they don't even know how successful that is. <laughs> or most of the people that I know that children that are on it, it's not successful. 
and then it's just switched off and it's left in the body which to me is so they still want to try that and out of i think about 12 anti-epileptic medications he's only got three more left to try they say as well after the if you've tried two and they don't work then the chances of anything else working after that is like two percent yeah and he's been on eight so yeah it's just it is all ridiculous so we're at the stage at now they had the child protection meeting um sorry before they had the child protection meeting my social worker called on the thursday night and said gave me a piece of paper and said mitchell is at risk of significant harm in my care that i'd got literally 24 hours to sort out um a six-week rotor for my two PAs and my mom and dad, who are both in their seventies, to come and stay at my house because I wasn't be I wasn't allowed to be left alone with my child until he was weaned of THC. I, I feel so angry just listening to that. To, to listen to somebody have to go through that shit, and it's like, how how have you how did you feel, man? I would have been fucking punching a social worker in the face (laughs) what the actual fuck how did they have the cheek to say that to you yeah my language was yeah (laughs) i just i just couldn't believe what i knew there was going to be repercussions but i really didn't think they were going to come to me and say this Hmm. um i was made i was signed the form under duress i was told if i didn't do it mitchell was going to get taken into care um, they then came, this was on about six o'clock on the Thursday night. They came to me then at about half past eight, nine o'clock the next morning, my social worker again. You haven't slept all night because of the stress and the anger. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, came to me the next day and said, this plan has got to be in place by half past two this afternoon, um, or I will be arrested and bailed to a different address for six weeks. And Mitchell, the, the PAs will, or somebody else will have to stay in my house with Mitch until he's weaned off THC. Weaned off THC. Weaned off something that works. It's just, yeah. that's wrong. That is so, so wrong. I know, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> just last for words, man. The injustice yeah. here. Yeah. It's absolutely shocking. It's like they're completely ignoring the fact that he, he's been seizure three, four months at a time because of what he's taking now, yeah. which is you going out, doing your own research and finding the medicine yourself. Yeah. And they want to say he's not safe in your care. He needs to come into our care so we can experiment on him with some more operations. Yeah, exactly. Baffling. Baffling. I mean, you must be so frustrated having to go through this, you know, like you say, banging your head against the wall. Yeah, totally. Um, That day, the Friday, the social worker spoke to my mom and my mom was just not having it. She's like, there's no way we can stay at Caroline's house. Mm -hmm. Um, My PAs were exactly the same. Everybody was obviously really upset over this. What's PAs? Sorry. Um, Mitchell's got two personal assistants. Okay, okay. 
who come in and help look after him so I can get a little bit of respite. Because mm-hmm. um, that's who they were trying to get to stay at my house for six weeks. Right. I then phoned while this was happening, my solicitor who got told of social services solicitor straight away and said, I really don't think you can do this. It's unlawful. So I didn't hear anything then until the following Monday morning from anybody. So I hadn't got a clue what was going on. All I thought was I was going to be arrested. Um, I then get my social worker comes to me with a piece of paper um, where they've just scribbled out um, that the PAs and my parents have to stay at the house and put, I can be at the house with my son and I don't have to be supervised. Right. So you solicitor sorted that out then? Yeah, totally. Um, I then, through um, Joanne Griffiths and Karen Gray, um, thanks. Both ladies have been on this show. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, they, I contacted them and MedCan Support and Matt Hughes as well. Um, they'd obviously seen my situation and they contacted Peter Carroll from Endar Pain. Mm-hmm. They, luckily between them, managed to get me a um, consultation with one of the private doctors. Cool. To get Mitchell a prescription for his THC, which as soon as I told social services and the police that, completely changed. <laughs> Their attitudes completely changed. Okay, um, should have as well, and they should have sent an apology with it. Numerous yeah. apologies. Yeah. Um, so the stage we are now, Mitchell's been on the new meds for coming up to two months. Uh, he's probably having about three or four seizures a month still. Right. But it's still early days. We mm. completely swapped from the... Um, illicit THC to the other one, to the private one. So no seizures then. So that was really, really good. Um, But now tomorrow at half past two, I've got to go to Bodmin Police Station to see. Yeah, what for? See if I'm going to face charges for giving my son illicit THC for the last two years. The cheeky bastards. You mean the only medicine that actually stopped his seizures? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Billy is saying here in the chat, look, he, he, he just can't help himself. I know that he's so wound up in the background there. He's yeah. retracting him. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I can't see. <laughs> he says the police took his medicine. Yes, they did. Um, his meds were meant to come on Saturday morning. The police came at five o'clock, two police officers, two ladies, um i've just called them ladies i really don't think they are um females yeah they turned up um and said we're taking the thc i did explain to them that if they took it and the mitchell's medicine didn't turn up the next morning what could happen as she was trying to snatch the thc out of my hand i was snatching it out your hand i was tipping it down the sink because I just thought, if she's got the bottle of THC, that's evidence. If she hasn't got anything in the bottle, then that's not evidence. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you've been playing this game for a while, Caroline. <laughs> Maybe. Um, um, so, yeah. She uh, took the bottle of THC with nothing in it and off she went. Nothing else has been said about that at all until I go tomorrow. Heroes. Heroes they are, Caroline. Yeah. Heroes. Totally. So saving that poor boy. That's what they're doing. So uh, what the fuck? What, I don't even know where to begin. It's just mm -hmm. all crazy. I just, I just actually, I don't understand. I think yeah. But there's, as well, the thing with the police, they had a, a written letter from two of Mitchell's consultants saying, do not remove the THC. It could be fatal if you remove the THC. Yeah. And they still took it away. How can they do that? I don't I mean, know. this is the UK. You know, we're supposed to have some kind of some kind of say in the policing that we have in this country. How is it possible that two police officers have shown up to your house to take away medicine that you're allowed to have? That's savage. That cruelty. clearly fucking works. And they're just like, yeah, we don't care. We're taking it in. Did, did you ask to speak to the sergeant or, you know, the, the, you know, speak to the manager or whatever? I want the supervisor. You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't make sense. I know, to be honest, I just wanted them out of the house. Of course, of because course. Because I was mm. just... I could hear Billy upstairs. <laughs> I could hear him walking, pacing. You know. Um, and I just didn't want him downstairs. Mm. Bless him. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted them out of the house. I was just like, but they didn't I haven't signed for anything. They haven't given me anything that they've taken it away. Just took oh, it, put fuck. it in a bag. She joked about it and said, Oh, this will go in my locker till Monday morning now. And I just thought. If <laughs> funny officer <laughs> no, I just thought if his meds don't I knew they were going to turn up the next morning I've had notification from Royal Mail so right 99.9% .9 they were going to turn up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if they hadn't yeah fuck yeah I mean what are you doing to the police I mean are you, are you opening some kind of uh, ISPC is that what it's called the Independent Police Complaints Commission yeah I, um, IPCC I think my solicitor's actually just sitting back at the moment and waiting to see what everything that's unfolding. Um, she seems to be quite up on the case. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what I'll find out tomorrow, I'm seeing oh, there's another solicitor that I'll see tomorrow before I go in for... Yeah, and of course, don't be speaking to them coppers without a solicitor present. No, they'll, they'll be there with me. Good, good. So yeah, for my informal, friendly chat, apparently. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Because yeah. they're your friends, Caroline. Yes, your yeah. Your friends, they're there to protect you. Fucking hell. Because man. I've also got a private prescription for cannabis flowers. Hmm. They were, um, and the reason why I got a private prescription for flowers is the fact that social services knew that I've always smoked weed. I've never hid it from them at all. Right. And they've always said to me, as long as it's locked up and it's out of the way and you do it outside, then we're not bothered. Which mm -hmm. is fair enough. Um, but when it became legal two years ago, somebody had actually made a complaint about me smoking. Wow. So, yeah. So I got a private prescription and that just covers me with social services, everybody. And just think about that for a second, right? That you, That's probably going to be one of your neighbours who knows yeah. you have an epileptic son that you care for, 
and you deserve to relax in whichever way you feel necessary after I don't all drink. the work you have. You know, it, it's uh, to, for somebody to call, uh, make any complaint to the police or anybody about yeah. some lady who's just trying to chill out at the end of a long day. Yeah, that person's got issues, man. Yeah, somebody actually phoned Childline. <sighs> Fucking hell! And I had somebody from there phone up. So, but oh, it was it was great because I was able to say to that I'd literally just got the private prescription at that within a couple of days, and I was like, no, I've just shown my social worker the prescription. There you go. Wow. But even so, now the at the child protection meeting, the police were trying to say that Mitchell has been subjected to substance abuse, mm. and I'm like, what substance abuse? Just like cannabis. It's private prescription. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that. And she'd say the oh. things and it'd be, oh, I didn't know that. But mm. they've all made this, this judgment to put me on child protection. Mm-hmm. And there's no, I've, I've contradicted all their, all their evidence they've given me. I've blown it back in their face. Yeah. And said, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's just, but I'll probably be on child protection now for 12 months, maybe. And what does that mean? Um, they can do spot checks every 10 days, day right. and night, which where they have to come in, check Mitchell, check his bedroom, and just keep a closer eye. I just, to be honest, I hope they actually get the help that me and Mitch have been asking for <laughs> to try and get him out of the house and help us. Hmm. So... We'll just have to wait and see what tomorrow brings first. It's just shocking. And this is how it is for you. you when you go and see the police officers tomorrow, you're just going to hand over all your paperwork and say, this is legal. This yeah. is legal. Find out about what happened to the THC that was taken by the, uh, the two female officers that came around to your house. Yeah. It? Yeah. And I, I would seriously be considering pressing charges against them. Like they're not doing their research and they're harassing you and making your life a misery because of it. Yeah, I think that's what my solicitor is thinking Mm. about going down the lines. But not just with the police, but with all... Oh, yeah, everybody involved. Yeah, all of the local authority. How dare they treat you this way? Yeah. Whatever happened to to people, like whatever happened to duty of care, you know what I mean? Like becoming in and taking that medication, they've put him at more risk. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how that in any way form is a procedure. Like how how and and anybody in their right mind could think that that's okay. Like yeah. and then to joke about it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. especially when the letters that I mean, um, Mitchell, one of Mitchell's consultants phoned me on the on the Monday, and I explained this was taken away, and he was absolutely furious and said they were told at the child protection meeting before they came out to my house not to remove the THC. So I don't know whose idea it was to do that. (laughs) Not their best move. No, definitely not. I mean, how would you do that as a police officer? I I assume that 99% of police officers are good people. You know, they're just trying to do their job, just doing as they're told. But at that point, when you walk into a mother's house and she's explained to you how this medicine like stops my kid from having seizures and you taking it from him puts him at risk. As a person, never mind as a police officer, as a person, wouldn't you like think about it and be like, hmm, 
maybe I shouldn't take this shit. Yeah. But then this woman not only takes it, but then jokes about it. This will be in my locker till Monday morning. It's like. Uh, and then she took it home with her, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. That's what, I, I don't want to say it because, you know. <laughs> She's like, I mean, yeah. to, to go up bluntly and say, oh, I'm going to put this in my locker. What, wink, buddy, wink. To announce? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take Hello. a spoonful of this when I get in the car. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Too bad it was an empty bottle. This is why you're a police officer and not a comedian. Get the fuck out of my house. What the fuck, man? How'd you keep you cool, Caroline? <laughs> yeah. I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a prescription for it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's legal. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, stronger person than I am, I, I would have lost my shit. I really would have. Like, mm. just hearing just hearing it here, I'm sitting here shaking my head thinking, you know, I'm on the other side of the fucking world. And if that if that would ha- was happening here, and I'm sure it does, and I'm sure there's mm-hmm. things going on in the background that we just aren't told about, we just don't hear about because people are too afraid to stand up and say something. And too busy. Um, you know, it's, it's like, imagine the amount of shit Caroline has to do every day. And she's got a kid yeah. to look after, and, the, you know, the day's long for her, man. It's a, it's a lot. There's mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. to have to go through. And then just to, to be treated like that by people that are supposedly there to protect you that you pay for. Wow. Yeah. I fuck. just, mm-hmm. you know, like it just gets it get every, everything you think about gets worse and worse and worse. It, it's, it's just unfathomable. I think is the easiest, <laughs> easiest way to explain mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They, um, <laughs> when the, when the two police officers came in, um she was saying all this about um Mitchell's been subjected to substance abuse for the last two years uh, things like this um I'm not taking care of him well wow. and I had to actually I don't actually talk like talking about Mitchell's dad but Mitchell's dad <laughs> Mitchell's dad um has just got out of prison um, and he was in for about six years for actually ending um, the career of two policemen locally. Um, now, these police, you'd have thought they'd have done their homework. I mean, Mitchell's got the same name, surname, mm-hmm. and I actually turned around to them and said, do you know whose Mitchell's dad is? And I explained it. And as soon as I said that, both their faces dropped. And I went, oh. now, you know, I sort of like, 20 years of domestic violence and you know what a person he For is sake, man. and then the sort of like the penny dropped but it, it's still like at the child protection meeting they were bringing things up like Mitchell's um obviously suffering because of his dad going to prison well he hasn't seen his dad for 10 years so how can they blame that mm-hmm. <laughs> and bring that up mm-hmm. It's just they're crazy. I just don't understand how they can say what they're saying and put people on child protection for no real... Mitchell's not at risk of neglect. No. (laughs) Mm. At all. Yeah, you know. And like I say, I'm just... I've been asking CAMS, the ASD team. CAMS is, uh, you know, the um, child mental health teams. Right. Um, the ASD team, autism teams, things like that, all to help me. But there's been no one there to help. 
and now wow. we're at the stage where we are now. It's just wrong. And there's it because more so parents like me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. There's um, a friend of mine. She's actually just been put on child protection as well. Um, she actually hasn't put her child, isn't taking CBD at all, but she's asked for it. And just, just, but just for asking for it, she's put on child protection. Yeah, she's asked her um, <sighs> consultant if she can, the child can be considered for it. And because <sighs> they've asked her for that, they've now <laughs> put her on exactly on the same as what I'm on. It's, it's, it's disgusting. I'm just asking an opinion gets you put on on notice. Yes, and it's no. No. And on those notes, it says has asked for cannabis, not CBD, has asked for cannabis. I just had to take my hat off and everything. I'm about to lose my shit. (laughs) Nike rant coming. No, don't. Oh, man. I mean, the injustice here. And this is one of the things that pissed me off more than anything is injustice and people being treated unfairly. This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just me and another parent that's been put on child protection for this exactly, more or less exactly the same reason. One's probably about 500 miles away from me, but it's just like, where do they, I just don't understand where they're all at with this. No. It's just mind blowing. uh, Reef of madness mentality. Yeah, totally. And especially like when you're trying to at these child protection meetings, you've got all the professionals against me and that's, and you have to go around, you have to listen to what they're all saying about you. And then you have to respond. And I'm trying to explain to them the difference between CBD and THC. Now you'd think that two of Mitchell's consultants and an epilepsy nurse might do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. If some of their children, cause I know there's more than Mitchell, in Bristol and the Southwest that are on CBD and THC. Yeah. You'd think one of them would do a little bit research and see what the difference is. It's just... And it won't even take long. Just 10, no. 20 minutes research. You know, go and take a quick break, have a coffee, and have a flick through Google on your phone. Yeah. So five wow. minutes. Five minutes yeah. research, Mackie. But you need you know? to go and check the research that you found in that five minutes to make sure it's not bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just fucking simple to do. It's... Yeah, we just got B Mooney here who said in the chat, you're a great mother for going above and beyond for your child. Don't let them gaslight you. And, you know, and I'm sure everybody listening and everybody on the panel here completely agree. Don't let these motherfuckers try and tell you about, you, you know, you're bad for your child or he's not no, safe. You're, you're doing the right thing. All that shit. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing epic job, man. Going above and beyond. You shouldn't even have to do this shit. Oh, it was. They should be offering to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was thanks to you guys when you had um, Dr. Bonnie on and she um, uh, in the chat and we gave her uh, what Mitchell was actually taking at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to re- obviously re- Billy could record that. and I could actually play that at the child protection meeting to prove that I'd got professional advice, even though it wasn't anybody from the UK mm-hmm. and that I could prove that. Mm-hmm. She's one of the trying... best fucking doctors in the world, isn't she? Yeah. Goldstein, man. Mm-hmm. She knows yeah. her shit. But even when they read or listen to things like that, they're just still, well, it could be psychosis or it could be psychotic or schizophrenic or <sighs> come and spend five minutes with him and see. He's just extremely nervous and scared and doesn't want to leave the house. 
just shocks me that they'd say something like that and then you want him to go and have an operation where he, they separate the left and right halves of his brain. Yeah. It, it just how is that like not risky? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's the, what the, it's it beyond risky, like, man. It's, it's just my, oh, it baffles you, don't it? It baffles you. It's like, what the fuck are these people thinking? Where are they're they getting thinking. their information from? That's it. They're not thinking, man. Just, and then every other orders. medication, every other medication they've tried. What What's the difference if one if if a, a plant based medication works versus a whole bunch of chemically synthesized stuff that they've made in the lab doesn't? Where's the common sense? You know what I mean? I just well, we're in a world now where pharmaceutical seems seems to be what everybody wants. I mean, you got a stomach ache, they give you pills, tell you all kind of the stuff. Instead of go drink some peppermint tea and go take a nap, you'll feel better and it's over with. Come yeah. on. We forgot we forgot the basics here. Yeah. But I saw a great meme which relates to that. It's like somebody who's in a doctor's office and they're like, uh, the doctor says to him, You have you're having problems because of your diet. It's like, oh, so I need to change my diet. It's like, no, take this pill instead. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, they they just want you to take these fucking pills, which they create and make money. You know, the pharmaceutical shit. It's like the the um, corpus colostomy operation. They're mm-hmm. still doing those for children with epilepsy. What now the- they know. I mean, Great Ormond Street are the only ones that, if there are trials, were doing trials for CBD. <laughs> How can they? I just don't understand how they can still be putting children through operations like that when they know yeah. there's a plant that can help. Yeah, it just it makes me be. so angry. It, yeah, <sighs> that's what's that's what I'm I'm sitting here shaking my head with that. Like I just don't understand how you can how 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 you can say that a, an invasive operation like that, brain surgery, which is sketchy at any point, let alone on a child. Uh-huh. Is somehow more favourable over trying something that has um, that, that works. Obviously, has a, a history of working, and you can point to and prove that it's been working. Yet, oh no, we'll just open him up and cut his brain in half. Like, come and, on. And to quote Dr. Barney, about as dangerous as a cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. What can you say, man? It's just like, what the actual fuck is going on? I mean, we know we know things are bad because we're cannabis users, and you know it's it's illegal in, uh, especially for me and monkeys. A little little less illegal for you and it, but what? But it's like we didn't know it was. If it stayed illegal recreationally for fucking two hundred years, it wouldn't be too much of an issue. We'd still find it. But for guys like you and Mitch, who, who need this shit for medicine yeah. to change the quality of their lives, something has to be done like soon. Yeah. We can't just yeah. keep sitting around and letting shit keep getting pushed under the rug so these ignorant people can do what the fuck they like. I mean, and you can't fight this on your own as well. I know, I know the uh, the medical moms. I call them the medical moms. You know, uh, Hannah Deacon and Joanne Griffiths. And Rachel Rankmore, all these ladies, it's you all do incredible work, man. You, you even just looking after your kids and the amount of work you have to do looking after your kids is an incredible amount of work. But you also go out there and do this activism shit as well. And it's just, you know, it, it would be nice to be able to let you guys. 
go and look after your kids. And then like the cannabis army gets on this shit and takes over instead. Yeah. And it's just the money as well. Mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm paying £550, a, which is it £550 a month for Mitchell's for his CBD and his THC, which Damn. a lot of parents are paying £2,000 a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But to and me, still yeah, we 550 We can actually grow ourselves, yeah. Still, to me, 550 is a... <laughs> that's literally make or break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. £150 a week, pretty much. Yeah. And um, when I see the doctor, um, the consultant again, his THC will probably go up um, because he hasn't quite given us enough for the whole three months. So we're going to probably need an extra bottle per month as well, which puts the price up another two. So we have to buy three bottles at a time. And is it enough for him? Is it the right dosage or are you just like getting what works for now? I think for now, I think it's only been a month and a half. So I think we're just going to still stay on that and then see mm-hmm. what the consultant says in about six weeks' time when I see him again. But I think it will probably go up, the dosage. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. And that's it, everybody this- who's listening. We have the description because you have a GoFundMe page set up, right, Caroline, which is initially taken down as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, they took it down because I used the word cannabis. So now it's changed and you've had it put back up. And that was with the help of GoFundMe as well, right? It's, yes, yeah. So it's probably helped. not going to get taken down again. No, it won't get taken down. Cool, cool. So and the link is in the description of this video. And if you're listening to the interview when it goes out, then it will be in the description as well. So if you can help out to try and pay for the these ridiculous prices for this medicine. Even just to share share. would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Just share the link. That's just enough for me. That'd be Mm -hmm. brilliant. It's fucking crazy that you have to go through this shit, man. Never never mind having to find £550 a month to to pay for this medicine, which you should be getting on the NHS. Yeah, exactly. Should be able to grow it yourself at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that it's just so wrong about all of this. Damn. I mean, you've been dealing with it for 14 years now as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been having to listen to this for less than an hour and it's <laughs> fucking piss-taking. Yeah. I mean, what what so do you is, do? Sorry, Bob. I was just going to say, so it's obviously taking a fair toll on you too. Um, you know, in a world where mental health is such a big discussion at the moment, it's, have you you know what what are they saying in, in a sense with you or have you it, it's not about you now it's it's all about them and and the child protection service is that yeah well, essentially what you're at funnily enough i've actually <laughs> outlook southwest is our local mental health for cornwall and for the last two years i've had a text every three months saying we'll get back to you soon <sighs> as soon as i've been put on child protection I've now got Zoom meetings booked in for the next three months. Uh-huh. As soon as you get put on child protection, there people they will just offer you services. Yeah. But it's just wrong that people have to go down this. Yeah, for sure. Or I've had to yeah. say this. I knew I was going to get put on child protection as soon as I said it. It's just a, something that I had to do. Yeah, it's just you had enough of hiding all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You shouldn't have to. No. And, it, and it's because of ladies like you who are standing up and doing shit like that, that things will change and that things are changing. We wouldn't have legal cannabis now if it wasn't for Hannah Deacon. I fully believe that. They wouldn't have not given it to us. But she went out and she fucking fought 
hard to get that legal cannabis for a kid. Yeah. Totally. And now there's there's 17,000 people all over the country using cannabis legally in the UK now. 17,000 mm. people. And that's only possible because of the stuff people like Hannah Deacon were doing. And that's what you're doing now by standing up and saying, you know, it might cause you shit in the short term. But you standing up and saying this, you know, my kid needs THC and you're giving your kid THC and they come out and cause all this trouble for you. But this is what's going to change the game in the long run is when people stand up like what you're doing. This is why I wanted to go to the media. Yeah. Because the more people that know, something has got to be done somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's just there's too many of us. There's too many children suffering mm -hmm. and it's it's not fair. But that's and, it. You just it, there isn't enough. Uh, standing up and it's not because you don't want to I'm sure you, everybody wants to do something about it but it, it's you have so many other things to be dealing with you don't need to have this extra fight as well yeah yeah totally I mean I was joking with Billy the other day and I did say I'm at the stage where I want to dress up as a massive cannabis leaf and go and glue <laughs> myself to 10 Downing Street or something <laughs> <laughs> but it works for everyone but then who's going to look after Mitch you know this is the thing <laughs> Exactly. This is what causes the trouble. And this is yeah. why Billy gets so angry because he wants to go do shit like that. And yeah. you can see why he gets angry because Billy suffered as well, you know? Yeah, it's totally. some bullshit, man. Crazy shit. It's just shocking about their treating you, like the way they do and the things that they've said to you as well. Yeah. Putting you totally treated like a criminal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're just proving that by, by calling me in tomorrow. So I'm supposed you're all planned out on what you're going to say to them tomorrow. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Kind of, but you know that the rage is going to kick in and yeah. you're just going to go off on one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping not. <laughs> you know, you're a legal cannabis user. Make sure you smoke one outside the station now. <laughs> I can't because I'm driving. <laughs> oh, lame. Oh. Let's get a taxi this once. <laughs> and I was actually thinking of somebody to actually pick me up. Oh, man. Well, you, you got to give them shit for the way they've treated you. Don't, don't go easy on them because they wouldn't go easy on you. And you know that because they've been yeah. around your house taking fucking medicine out your kid's mouth. Yeah, totally. Absolutely shocking, man. Yeah. So, so what's the plan for you? What are you going to do? What, like in the future, do you have uh, anything planned? How to get this out to more people? How to tell your story to more people? You know, you should be on Good Morning Britain, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully somebody will pick something up somewhere. Um, I'll have a few people contact me. Good. But there's so many of the people out there that have got stories exactly the same as me. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Mitchell's actually um, the consultants are putting him through um, RECAS, which is um, was set up. Uh, it's a cannabis advisory panel for the whole of the UK for the children. Um, but there's only the three of them that have got the THC on prescription. Right, right. Um, and That's I know, Alfie's one of them, and Alfie Dingley's yes, Hannah Deacon. Yeah, so. yeah, and Billy. Yeah, yeah Billy Coldwell. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I know it's unless you're in the media, and I said this to the consultant the other day, um, unless you're in the media really in the media mm -hmm. you won't get a private prescription you won't get a prescription on the nhs yep and he nodded he went i'm sorry and nodded and i was just like <laughs> just the way it is yeah but we're going down that and that road um my mp he's hopefully on board 
um, to try and take it further for getting it on the um, NHS. That's cool. That's cool. So we'll just have to see. And, and that's what we need as well. We need more members of parliament standing up. Yeah. You know, saying that they'll be on 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 the right side, and if they end on the right side, then people have got to go out next time that voting comes around and get somebody else to fill the seat, and then people will start listening. You know, the MPs will start listening, and they'll start doing the right thing. Yeah. Hope things sort themselves out. <laughs> Well, they won't. We've got to fight for these things, man. Yeah, totally. It's a damn shame that we have to when, you know, this is a democratic country to some extent. Yeah. And it's been proven that this shit is working, especially for epilepsy. If, if it's not working, then why are there three children in the UK getting cannabis medicine from the NHS if it doesn't work? Yeah. I was saying that well, they did put homeopathy on the yeah. NHS at one point. So, <laughs> I think bringing the article out to the media like you did before they drag you through the media in a negative light, I think that was brilliant. Absolutely mm -hmm. perfect. Spin it on them before they have a chance to use it against you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that was actually one thing my solicitor said because I really wasn't sure, especially as it was all very new. Um, I spoke to her and she said, I don't usually say this, but I'm saying it professionally. Get it in the media before you get you solicitor sounds good, man. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. yeah. Yeah, she's really good. We need more solicitors like that. People just got to start doing the right thing. It just, what, just stand up for injustice when you see it, like we're supposed to as human beings. That's what we do. And this is just one of the biggest injustices we've seen for a while is the fact that children are not allowed to have the, the medicine that works. You know, he says in the title, you know, life-saving medicine, and that's that's what it is, man. Epilepsy is a dangerous condition. Well, wait a minute now. You know, don't say children are allowed to have it. If you're if you're famous or, or rich or something like that, yeah, mm -hmm. you're allowed to have mm -hmm. it then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Especially here in the UK. Yeah, that's what they were saying. You know, if you're well connected, the NHS will take care of you. And that's what that's what we need. And people have said that before. If a politician was out there with the with a child with the same conditions that mitch has this would be already done you know if it was yeah. boris's kid or something be legalized and suddenly free on the nhs in fact it's free and we'll pay you for it you know <laughs> they're crooked as fuck man i swear yeah totally that's all that's all us families need really is somebody in the media somebody a celebrity to pick this up mm. pick one of our stories up and go with it because yeah. I can't see any other way of getting around things at the moment. Story just needs to get out there to more. Your story specifically needs to get out there and be told to more people. People have got to hear about this, man. This is this is some bullshit. You know <laughs> the shit that you've been through and the way you've been treated mm. is shocking. Nobody should be treated that way. And I think the more people who hear it, the more people will get angry. And people will step up and fight for it then. And a lot yeah. of people don't know things like this are going on. They're oblivious to it. It's not in their life. And when they find out about it, they're like, what the fuck? They did what? They came in a house and told her that she's a bad mother and they're taking the poisonous medicine away? It's like when they first came in and they said, um, before I got Mitchell's private prescription, they said I got to start to reduce the THC, which I did do, mm. um, by 0.25. Mitchell had been seizure-free for over a month. I'd started to wean within 48 hours. 
I got the paramedics at my house. Fuck's sake, man. Because he'd had a, a seven-minute tonic-clonic and was still in seizure for 30 minutes afterwards. Now, I hadn't called an ambulance for about four or five years for him, and then all of a sudden, I'm having to do that. Horrible bastards. I hope you fucking got it recorded, man. And you, I you can videoed show them. it and showed them all. Good, because this is on them. Now, this yeah. is their fucking fault, man. This is your ignorance and bad decision-making that caused this to happen. Those motherfuckers, man. They just don't see any of that. All they, all they see and all they talk about is the harm of THC. That's all they go on about. And when did you first uh, find out about cannabis? Would you say like 2018, when you started to see it in the media, maybe? For CBD, yes. Yeah. 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 When I started, yeah, about then. In the media. I mean, we heard from all of these mums so far when they found out about it and then they actually tried it. You know, they were skeptical at first, but it was like flicking on a light switch. Yeah, totally. I mean, like um, Dr. Bonnie said, which was a responder, within 48 hours, completely seizure free. It was just like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm. And like I said, it was. Three months went by, still no seizures. That must have been crazy for you. And it's just like, you're not in a, you can relax a little, a little bit more. Not totally, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're still watching for Mitch. I've still got monitors around the house, mm-hmm. things like that. You still have to um, be prepared for it. Yeah, but it's not 24-7. I mean, there were stages where for years I'd sleep in the same room. I'd mm-hmm. either be on the floor or Mitch would have a double bed. And I'd sleep in the same bed with him. And it, then having CBD and THC, I can sleep in my own room again. You know, just <laughs> these small things that we take yeah. for granted. Yeah. But these professionals, crazy, so-called professionals, don't understand any of this at all. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I mean, you've been, you deal with a lot of doctors. You've been to a lot of hospitals with all this. Yeah. Why do you think they're so ignorant to it? I think it's the fact it's because it's they see it as THC is illegal, smoking weed. I think that's what's where they all sort of like go down the line of all they know is the harm things. And Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that they're going to go with. They're not going to see any positives until (laughs) things are changed or laws are changed. They're still going to see it as something harmful. I mean, I even think... now it's on private prescription, they're still saying it could cause harm. Mm. Oh. And I'm telling them, prove to me what harm it's causing and I'll prove to you that it's not. What are you saying there, Monkey? I said they act like they, they think you're, you're trying to get your kid high mm-hmm. instead of trying to give him medicine to make him well. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even they're thinking, like, that is they're smoking a joint. You know, let's blaze one up so I don't have an epileptic fit today. It's like, that's not the case. You know what? If yeah. that would work, give him one. Yeah, whatever fucking works. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Man, it's, it must have been such a difficult journey for you, Caroline. It's crazy. Yeah, it has been slightly stressful. Mm. Now, how are things looking now? Are they, are they still threatening to take Mitch? That's, yeah, still on the cards. We've only had... Um, one child protection meeting the next big one is in october right 
so I'll see more or hear more what's going on then. Um, but yeah, that's still looming that they could still put him in full-time residential care. You must be terrified every time the door knocks. Yeah. It's horrible. I, it I mean, the, the only thing that Mitchell knows is me. Mm -hmm. The only thing he feels safe with is me. And they just want to completely take that. He's the only thing that he knows and completely remove him and put him somewhere else where he knows absolutely nothing. Yeah, and, and I'd like to be able to sit here and be like, surely that isn't going to happen. But you just you just don't know what these crazy bastards are going no. to do, do you? I'd like to see them try as well. I mean, he's I'm five foot one. He's taller than me, a good few inches taller than me. Mm -hmm. And he's the size of a rugby player. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see them try and take him out of the house because I can't even get him dressed properly. You know what are they going to do? Get a fucking squad of police around and that's, just that's, fucking pin him yeah, down, handcuff that's, him. That's the nightmares that I have that, oh, I, that I can see. I can imagine them all coming in, the social services and police, and literally restraining him, because that's what they'd have to do. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Imagine the trauma, my God. Yeah. And you having nightmares about this shit, man. The kid, oh, my gosh. He would have trauma. He would have nightmares. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. No, no, we don't, have, we don't need that. It's for his own protection, Caroline. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even <laughs> say that. You know, yeah. it's like, what the actual fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. They just don't think for themselves. That it, that it must be just like the sheep they go in, mentality. They, they, they go by their book and whatever mm -hmm. says in their book, they have to follow, whether they think it's right or wrong. Or whether it is right or wrong, they still... <sighs> don't even just, know what to the say. The thing man. that makes me crazy as well, I just wonder how many more children are taken away from the parents i mean i have the sense to phone my solicitor as soon mm -hmm. as it happened and they literally phone me back straight away but i wonder how who are the parents that don't know to phone a solicitor and they just come and take the children away mm -hmm. it just makes me sick it's absolutely shocking man and I know that they're supposed to follow procedure and, you know, they're doing their job and shit, but you've got to use your fucking own brain at some point. Yeah. I think, what would, what would you want happening to your child? Do you, would you really want your child ripped away from their mother? The only person that they trust in the world? No. And the person who's been treating them for 15 years and knows what mm -hmm. medicine he needs, what time he needs to go to bed, what time he sleeps. You know, if he's going to have a fit, what time it's going to come. All of these different things, man. It's and so you're just going to go put him in a place full of strangers. What happens when we we live by the books and not by humanity, man? Yeah, should be absolutely miles and miles away. Could be the other side of the country, for all I know. Would you even be allowed to see him? Exactly. Like for, for his you're own not, you're protection. You're not in charge. You haven't. You're not in, in charge of your own children at all. Yeah, they belong to the state. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And it's just absolutely shocking what they can do to people. And when there's other... Sorry, I'm ranting now. No, no, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> when, the, when there's other parents that obviously... <laughs> they need their children taken into care, that aren't taken into care, like <clears throat> massive things that have happened. Mm -hmm. But they're quite willing just to try and take Mitch and other children off for seems to be no reason at all just because they all say he should be on child protection mm. 
just because you're giving some of that devil cannabis. Yeah, that's what it is. Just, oh, just it's just renders you speechless, doesn't it? it, it that's it, mate. It's like, what the fuck? Makes me hang my head and just shake. I mean, it's like, oh my god, I can't. No, I'm starting to get neck ache here. You know? <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, oh my god. What's the world to come a, to? We're doing this right? to a child that they really can't help himself. Really, this is what we're doing. And you know, and the shit, Caroline. You, you know, the shit you must suffer as well. Like you say, the nightmares and fucking the PTSD. You're gonna suffer from all of this shit. Imagine just the. St- the anticipation of another knock at the door. My God. Yeah, every time the door yeah. knocks, man. Dog barks like shit. Is that them? Yeah. It's been like that for weeks. That's how exactly how I felt for weeks. Nobody oh, deserves geez. that shit, man. Oh, just perpetual panic. I just uh, you're 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 a very strong woman there. And I'll and and I think you hundred percent doing the right thing and don't don't let them stamp all over you i think standing up and doing what you're doing is making a huge huge difference and you know even if it gets one one of them to turn around and rethink what they're doing it it, it makes a difference you know what i mean i mean i know it may not make a huge difference but it still makes a difference and that's that's what matters yeah i hope so sad it really i'd really as i said it, it's just i i i could i could not imagine being in that position and and having to to do what you're having to do um and it just infuriates me and i and i don't have kids you know it's it just blows my mind that they think that that's okay in any way shape or form to do to a child and then to put the pressure on you just incredible right. incredible yeah just what can you even say I know. That's what I mean. Just speechless. Well, uh, I, I can't say what I want to say. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. That's you the other side. You shut that. us down. You speak now <laughs> against the narrative. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. We'll man. call the social workers a few good names, but you know, really, what the, what uh, they need to be, they need to think like a parent. Yeah. You're try, just trying to help to help this child. They should be doing the same thing instead of trying to work against you. They should try be trying to work with you here. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Is he still going to school, Caroline? Is he back at school now? No, no, not yet. He's um, they still have somebody come out even through the school holidays now. Someone's coming out just once a week mm. at the moment. Just once a week. Yeah. Wow. And then when they do come out, when it's back at school, it was three times a week. But where the school that he goes to is actually a private school in Devon, so it's a good. 30 miles away from here. Um, I think it costs something like £52,000 a term. Wow. And the only thing they do is come to my house three times a week for half an hour to an hour and talk to him like he's four. And they've done that for about the last eight months. Does he speak? Does Mitch speak? Yeah. Yeah. But he has um, gone backwards since lockdown. Right. But yeah, he does speak, he does communicate. But when anybody else comes in the house, he'll just cover himself up with a blanket. He just mm. doesn't want to see anybody else. Fuck's sake, man. Because mm. of all the shit you've seen on the news in the last couple of years. Yeah. It just it makes you so fucking angry. It gives some insight to why Billy's so angry all the time. You know, <laughs> he, he's venting yeah. your rage, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. shocking. 
and you don't get any break. I mean, you, uh, you had a holiday recently. It was the first one for many years, right? Yeah, yeah, for about five, six years. Damn. So much stress. You know, this is what you do for your kids, man. You do anything for them. And you're just doing the, you know, you're going above and beyond with all the shit you have to do. Would do anything for them. I mean, that's just, that's the mm. nature of being a parent. Mm-hmm. And they think that they know better than you do. <laughs> yes, always. Incredible. So what's next thing, Caroline? You're going to go see the police tomorrow because you're a criminal. Yeah, half past two. Can't wait. Half two. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, leaving Billy behind for that one. Yeah, Billy's not yeah. not to go anywhere near that yeah. place. <laughs> no. Billy will burn the establishment down before you even yeah. get in there. Yeah, you totally. <laughs> and, and you know that's something to be concerned about because if if the worst did happen and they did come along, kick off your door and take Mitch into custody, then Billy's gonna fucking lose it, man. Yeah, I think I'd lose it as well. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, anyone would. Yeah, they shouldn't be putting people in this position. No. Well, and still not knowing what's going on. But it's going to be a massive weight off your shoulders when it's all done and out of the way. And they're like, yes, you can have your cannabis. You're completely fine now. Surely they're not going to be dicks about it. The next meeting's in October, you say? Yeah, uh, October. We have meetings every four weeks. Um, right. That's just with social worker and epilepsy nurse. So, uh, yeah. And then the next child protection meeting is in October. I'll get to see tomorrow whether they're going to press charges, I guess. What do you, um, what would you face? I mean, is that a possession with intent to supply to a minor? Might be, yeah. Fucking hell, it's four or five years or something. Could be. Surely not, though. That's not going to happen. Yeah, any kind of punishment at all, you know, caution, fucking community service, anything is too much. Surely they Mm -hmm. won't go that far to give you prison time. But you can never tell with these crooked ass motherfuckers. Maybe the maybe the judge wants to make an example out of you. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm thinking like you say, surely they can't. I'm thinking like, well, surely they can, and it's been done before. Mm. It's ridiculous. With with ladies like Hannah Deacon and the other moms as well, they're using cannabis as well. So that's going to be in your favor, right? Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be all right, Caroline. I'm not going to. I don't think they're going to fuck around with you. No, I don't think they will. Surely not. And if they do, it's just going to add more fucking, more fuel to your fire. And when it's all done, yeah, and you exactly. go back and you're like, I'm fucking suing you motherfuckers now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I made just, my life a misery for years. You're going to pay for it. Yeah, I just, I don't think I'll, uh, I'll have to really keep quiet to them. Otherwise, that's the first thing I'm going to come out with. <laughs> you're so much in the shit. Do you realise what you've done? No, for sure, man. Yeah. And, and don't be nice to them. You know, I know what it's like. You, you're really fucking angry and you, you want to do all this shit. Then you smoke a spliff and you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'm a little bit overreacting. I'll calm down a little. It's like, don't do that, man. Stay angry at these people because they fucking deserve it. Yeah, totally. You, you, and I've got no doubt you'll win. Yeah. Just people need to know about the story. Not just keep following the books. Yeah, hopefully someone will listen and somebody will reach out and get the story out there even further. Mm-hmm. So, you know, share this interview, everybody, you know, with whoever you can, if anybody is going to find it useful or you think that they, you know, just drop a flash drive into the police station and I'll play this over the speaker, you c- 
seconds. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting angry. You know, oh man, it's just such a piss take, man. Oh. Right, I'm going to pass you over to Billy. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much for coming to join us, Yeah, Caroline. thank you so much. And thank keep you, up Catherine. the fucking so epic work you're doing, man. Don't underestimate what you're doing because it is oh, incredible cool. work. You know, the work you're doing with Mitch and fighting the way that you're fighting as well. We all yeah. massively appreciate it because you're not just doing it for your family. You're doing it for all these families that really need it. So just yeah. keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. And we're all behind you all the thank way. You. you know, 100%. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, keep fighting. Lot, Absolutely. See you later, Caroline. Have a good Thank night. You. See you. See you later. Bye. 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 So there we go, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to find out more about Caroline, you can find her on Facebook, Caroline Gisborne. You'll be able to find her there. And also there's the GoFundMe link in the, in the description of this interview. So if you just head to whichever podcast platform you're listening to this on and check in the, in the description, then you'll see a GoFundMe link. Just click that, head there, and you'll be able to donate if you can. But of course, don't put yourself out. Only donate if you can. Nobody is forced to. Another great way which you can help support Caroline is by sharing this interview with the link to the GoFundMe on whatever social network you share things on. That would be massively appreciated too. Just getting the word out there is always a good way to go. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the show. I hope you can support Caroline. And thank you to Caroline as well for coming to join us and telling us her story. You know, it, it's hard to listen to in places and it's terrible that injustice like this is still going on in the UK, even though cannabis is legal for medical use here. But we can see that the battle is far from over. So there's still a lot more that needs to be done. So anyway, yes, thank you again for downloading the show. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides episode. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe, stay high and we'll see you on Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye.